News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. WhatsApp is for free. There's some awfully lad going to text in to tell us what exactly is behind Beaton Banner. But anyway, let us know. Uh, looking forward to those texts. Uh, cooking, cleaning and ferrying children about. According to a recent survey by Insurers Royal London, that type of work done by stay-at-home parents is worth a salary of about 55 grand per year. But do stay-at-home parents deserve to be remunerated for their work? Jen Hogan is a journalist and a columnist uh, and indeed a working mum. Uh, Jen, good morning. Good morning, Jonathan. How are you? I'm very good. I, I'd consider give, take it up full time for 55 grand a year. Uh, but of course, you don't get that. Sure, you don't. You don't get that. You don't get a cent. You don't get a cent if you choose to stay home and rear your, rear your children. And if you took it up, you, Jonathan, or other men took it up, we might have a little bit more equality in the workforce. We might have less of a problem around the gender pay gap. We might have more women feeling that they could actually choose careers or or devote some time to their career. But instead, it's 90% of women who are stay-at-home parents, or 90% of stay-at-home parents, let me rephrase that, 90% of stay-at-home parents who are women. And that's not really much of a surprise. But when you look at the work that is involved in being a stay-at-home parent, and I'm not somebody who is a stay-at-home parent, but I did my time. I did my time. And it's huge. It's a huge amount of work. And it's a huge sacrifice. I and mean, when we again, look at things around equality and the long-term impacts for women who don't, who come out of the workforce, who don't have their own pay, who don't have that level of independence because they're taking care of children. Taking care mm. of children, that is good for society. That's something that we need and I think that's something that we forget an awful lot. Well, because this the only thing about putting, well, when you yeah. put a monetary value on something, Jen, all you're going to do is annoy people if they cannot access that money. So in other words, yes, you do get your child benefit uh, mm. if you have children, but that's kind of it. You don't get anything else from the state um, and, and, and you are left paddling your own canoe. Yeah, that's it, exactly. I mean, you are... I know every child is entitled to child benefit, but you are, you're left, I suppose, trying to make that decision. And the cost of childcare, I know childcare is coming down, but it is, it is something that means an awful lot of parents are having to make that decision about whether or not they have children at all in the first place. Um, I, I read a piece this weekend in the Irish Times about the commuting, and one person mentioned that himself and his partner had made a decision because of the cost of living not to have children. And childcare has to come under, under that, as it does for so many people when they're making that decision. If if we facilitated people to, to take care of their children themselves, if they so choose, but it's about going back to choice again, isn't it? It's about going back and allowing people the ability to raise their children at home or to, yep. to be able to afford to raise their but children at home, to be able to afford to have the children that they'd like, the number of there children is no that they'd state, like. There's no state anywhere in the world that currently pays for this, that, that this... Um, yeah. work in the home is not remunerated anywhere. Now, it's the kind of daft thing the Irish might take on and give it a crack, uh, but well, ultimately... Well, get off the fence there, Jonathan, what do you think? <laughs> ultimately, um, it, you know, if you, if, if you have kids and you have to stay at home to mind them, is that not the choice that you've made? Well, not really, because if we look, I mean, if we go back to where we are in terms of our replacement rate, we know we're not having enough kids. I do realise how I sound like saying this, but but in terms of society, we need people having children. We know that we need that for the future. We know we know we have an impending pension crisis. We know to take care of, our, of us as we get older, we're going to need young people and children coming along. So it's for the societal good. 
that is part of it as well as for that kind of personal choice and it absolutely is about a choice people might make a choice not to have children for all manner of reasons it might not just be because they can stay at home they might decide they don't want to have children but for those who'd like to it benefits everybody so for us to take a lot to, to look at that and support those who make that decision to stay at home I mean we're we're looking at the cost of childcare we're trying to bring it down what about bringing in choice what about supporting parents who would like to be the person who takes care of their own children yeah. what about well, look, a monetary I'm, reward there yeah, Jen, I, I'm all in favour of this, uh, given that I have three kids as well. Uh, but there there are people texting in already saying, it is a choice to have children as a taxpayer. Why would I have to subsidise someone else's choice? And, and and that, if you don't have kids, and even if you're younger and you haven't thought about kids yet, it, it might wrinkle the nose and, and people mightn't like the idea. But who's going to take care? Who, like, who's going to take care of us as we get older? We need to have children in society. No, but we don't plan. We don't plan into, into the future that like that, Jen. That, that, well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> and that served us very well. <laughs> it served us so well. <laughs> not looking into the future, but that is the reality of it. We have this real attitude. I think that well, I didn't choose to have them. It's yours, you know. That it, it, and it is responsibility. But you know, we have that collective responsibility to each other. We look after each other as a society we're supposed to. But the reality is we need we need children. We need we need children for the future. We, we, so we do need to take the um, measures that are appropriate to support people in making that decision to have children, but also in appreciating that huge work that stay-at-home parents do. And it is a huge amount of work. I wonder how many more dads might consider becoming stay-at-home parents if there was a financial reward. Instead, it's typically women who have to make that sacrifice or who choose to make that sacrifice and stay at home with their children and said we yeah. might see some more equality if there was a monetary reward for it. I want, absolutely, I 100% agree with that one. I mean, the other point of this survey that I found interesting was the undervaluing of being a stay-at-home parent. It was 24 grand under what the previous estimate had been. I know inflation is, is, a, is a big thing at the moment, but, yeah. uh, you know, clearly we hadn't been counting all the good, hard work stay-at-home parents have been doing. I think that again comes back to the fact that 90% of stay-at-home parents are women. I reckon if men were the ones who were, if 90% stay-at-home parents were men, we wouldn't be undervaluing it the same way because it'd be a proper appreciation for the amount of work that stay-at-home parents do. It is, having done my time, it is one of the most physically and emotionally draining things. It's such a privilege to be able to do it. I'm saying it as if it's a negative thing. It's not completely negative, but it's really hard work and we have never valued Mm. it. And when you look at the amount of work that is involved in taking care of children, Completely and looking and rearing um, a child uh, to adult, the amount of work that goes into that. It is, it's not surprising then when you do see how all, how much that all adds up to. Yeah, well, if you got the, if you put the amount of hours in that parents actually do uh, log with their, their home duties, uh, the work and time directive will kick in fairly quickly. I tell you, you'd be you'd up to your 39, 45 hours very fast. And you could tell the children, sorry, I'm off the clock now. <laughs> the state says I'm only paid <laughs> oh, for this amount of time. Oh, oh wouldn't it be fabulous. I'm watching, Jen- watching the telly. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm sitting down for Netflix. Jen Hogan, uh, journalist, columnist and mother. Thank you very much for joining us this morning. Uh, to talk about that. Do you think we should get the 55 grand for staying at home or is it just the responsibility of the parents to take that on if they have children and have to stay at home for a little while 53106 for your text 087-1400-106 News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman in association with AIR weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk Stops.